Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One alive, one dead, one fictional. It's up to you who you choose, you pick them all. It's up to you who you choose, you pick them all. Who you having? Make it who you wish. This is your dinner party. And it's your guest list. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of Guest List with Jake Lambert, the podcast where I interview comedians to find out who would be their perfect dinner party guests. But they can only pick three. One has to be alive, one has to be dead, and one has to be fictional. This week we are joined by the very funny Julian Dean. Um, before we get on with that, I do have to say, you've probably heard at the start of the podcast now, there's a thing that says... If you love this podcast, you can make a donation. Um, a few people have, so I would like to take this opportunity to thank people who have done that. Um, so far, I'd like to say thank you to uh, Emily, Danielle, Oliver, Priya, Anna, Simon, and Sophia. Um, you really didn't have to, but it's very lovely that you did. And if anybody else would like to make a donation, feel free. Otherwise, please just enjoy the podcast. If you can share it, that does um, make a huge difference. Um, because we've sort of recently actually, in the last couple of episodes, sort of popped off. Is that the right phrase? But it's, it's sort of spiked in America. Um, so hello to the American listeners. I'm going to try and maybe get um, um, some American acts on for you to sort of repay you. Um, but thanks for listening and hello. And um, uh, so this episode is with Julian Dean. Uh, it's very funny. Julian's very funny. You can check him out on YouTube. He's done... I'm not sure if it's Russell Howard Good News or the Russell Howard Hour, but it's on YouTube. Check him out. He's very funny. Um, His choices are very interesting. The first one, very uh, obvious. We sort of discuss it's an obvious choice, but obvious for a reason. And then the others are sort of very interesting, and I certainly didn't expect it. But um, it's a great episode. And so for now, uh, please enjoy my conversation with Julian Dean. What are, you, what are you eating there? Just a last bit of a sandwich, sorry. That was so unprofessional. I, I thought <laughs> I could sneak it in my mouth. <laughs> and forgot that my face is fully on screen. Are you and Carl still doing your one while he's in Australia? Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so that's so that I've not been listening, but I just mean, you know, you yeah, can't do every bit, podcast. It's a bit insulting. Are you still doing Are you still a comedian? <laughs> Have you ever had that said to you, like by someone? I think they're digging. I think I think they're trying to get, play mind games before you go on. They're like, "I thought you quit." Someone said it to you. You know, one of these old older guys that would try and get in your head a bit before you're going on. Like, I, I thought you quit. No, no, I'm sorry. And they'd make a big deal about, "Oh, sorry." Why is that even offensive if they'd heard I quit? Yeah, yeah. Just be like, "Yeah, I, I thought the last performance I did was unfollowable." 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wanted Always to go out on a high. Exactly. <laughs> and then go on and die. <laughs> now I quit. <laughs> From stage, turn to him 10 minutes in. <laughs> I want to hand in my resignation five minutes in. Someone throws you a P45. <laughs> yeah, how do you even quit stand-up? I don't know how you'd even quit. Yeah. You couldn't. You can't officially quit. What do you do? No. You can't quit. You have to keep doing it forever on the treadmill. <laughs> I do. I do love it now. I do. I am missing it. Are you? Yeah, a lot actually. I've, I keep saying this on the podcast. I've been watching all like stand-up documentaries, watching stand-up, listening to all like podcast interviews or classic interviews. I'm like become a fan again. It's nice. So when I go That's... back, I'll have like that same. If there's any of my jokes that you want me to break down or say. <laughs> You know, when you're watching it, if like there's anything you want me to say where I wrote it and how did I come up with that? How did you get, you know what I mean? Just yeah, how did you get from that thought to that sort of notes on your phone to, you know, to sort of like mass walkout? <laughs> <laughs> how did you take such a funny idea and completely ruin it? Just drain the funny out of it and leave the funny in <laughs> Leave all the funny in the writing room. It's funny when comics do that, though, isn't it? Like, they, um, they'll get an idea and you think, that could have been funny. I mean, and then we sound like the guy who told you to quit. They come out yeah, with yeah, a bit yeah. and go, keep working on that idea, you'll get there. And they're like, I've been doing it for seven years, it's my banker. <laughs> What's up? What's starting to happen, Julian? I, can now, I keep hearing me come back through yours. Why is that happening? Oh, no, you know what? Like, I haven't got... Um, headphones oh right. yeah i think that's what's happening isn't it i can then hit zoom yeah, i've got up. three headphones and all of them aren't working <laughs> um like i've got a bluetooth pair and when i connect it and i ordered a new wire and it's not working so i just need to oh. buy new headphones yeah yeah um, i reckon that's the one yeah but yeah, it's all right it i that. think is it all I'm right just... for you though because that's so distracting to me when that happens well, the good thing is what I say is often so interesting that now I get to hear it back. Oh, that's good. You can learn at the same time from yourself. <laughs> so while you're replying, I'm sort of listening to what I said. And you're going, good point. And I think you're on about me. <laughs> that's a nice, um, that's a lovely kitchen you got there. Nice and lit, man. I like it. Which area is it? Which area of London? Oh, I was about to say, well, there's the living room. So it's sort of just next to that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> which area are the houses? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm Battersea, just by Battersea Park. Oh, nice. That's a nice yeah. area. Yeah, where are you? I'm in Blackheath. Uh, oh, are you? Just up from Greenwich, yeah. Blackheath yeah, Hall. yeah. I've done lovely. Bla Blackheath Halls. Um, right, right near there, like about five minutes into the village from there. Oh, it's lovely. It's a nice area. Yeah, it's a lovely area. Yeah, hence why it's so small. <laughs> have you done but that? Um, have you done that venue, Blackheath Halls? Not, not stand up. No, when I used to be in a when I used to be in a band, we did New Year's Eve there years ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know you were in a band. Yeah, I was in a band for about three or four years. Like we all, we didn't know how to play instruments and we all learned at the same time. We all bought guitars and just learned from zero. So it was, it was, it was a fun time. Yeah. And you got to the point where you were playing Blackheath Hall on New Year's Eve. Yeah. We were, we were, all, we, our drummer was a, a drummer. That was the only one though. 
Right. Um, and there was like, I mean, I played rhythm guitar. We had a lead because I couldn't really do rhythm and lead. So I'd do the <laughs> rhythm, someone would do the lead, and a bassist and a singer and a, and a drummer. When do you stop that? I heard you quit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still going, man. Um, we, we stopped that. That was like 1999. I stopped. Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't want to get, yeah. go into the millennium. Nah, we wanted to quit while we were uh, behind. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start stand-up? Uh, my first ever gig was uh, December 2005, but I'd say a couple of years after that, I started. Oh, right, yeah. It went that badly. No, it went, it, the first gig, my, my 13th gig, just weirdly, I bombed. And oh, it really? So, it was so shocked my whole nervous system. Like, I had to day off work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, like, my first few gigs, they were just going all right, and, like, I was thinking when people talk about dying, why don't they just say something funny? Just say something. <laughs> if they say something funny, people will laugh. And like, and then I, and I remember watching Andrew Maxwell. The, he had this energy about him, didn't he? Like when he'd walk towards the stage, he began clapping, getting them going, and yeah, he had this energy. I thought I, I'm going to try a bit of that. Like get, and I was walking it through the tables to the stage, and I'm going. <laughs> Come on, like giving it all that. And you know, when I'm just so not that, right? I'm not like that at all. And like, it was so not me. And I got up on stage and my first joke just bombed. And I did a joke about wanking and someone at the back went, were well, you a bit of a wanker? Like there was the, and I just hard bombed. It was so horrible. I know exactly what you mean. I've had a similar thing. The, uh, the toughest gig I've ever had was I didn't realize I was about to be called onto stage. And I was at the back of the room. And it was a really long room. And the um, this is in Edinburgh, actually. And the guy just didn't compare. He just went up there and said, well, to the, like, say your first act, Jake Lambert. And I was like at the back of the room. So I had to run to get there in time. So they thought I was like run running on just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well just kept on going. But they like... They obviously thought <laughs> straight through the back door, but they obviously thought I was like a high energy act, sort of going for it. So when I got there, I went, "Oh, hello, hello, how are you doing?" They were all like, "That's weird. What, what, what is this?" And the energy was so off because they'd see me sprint. <laughs> so it was, and I was like, I'm, "Luckily, I like similar to you. At least we knew what had gone wrong." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good thing if you can suss enough to go. I know exactly what went wrong there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, rather than just sort of, in fact, I have had one. We're just halfway through. And I know what it was. It was because I think I was just doing it. I just, similar to you probably when you repeated the joke, I just done too many gigs like in a row and I was just calling it in. And I think I clearly just stopped my, any energy of even any energy that I have in the last 10 minutes of the, of the 20 minute set. The audience can just tell I was basically just sort of delivering a monologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just sort of couldn't get myself... I knew I was, I was like, I can't get myself out of this. I don't know what to you do. You can't I'm just get yourself of... out of that rut. That was a problem for me, like, a couple of years in. Like, having... Yeah, being in the moment doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just, for, like, the same jokes I'd been doing for so long, trying to keep that energy with them. Um, and just, yeah, it's, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? I think I've, you... I, that doesn't... It isn't a thing anymore. I've only just remembered that was a big issue at the time yeah. i remember asking people and someone said put an elastic band on your wrist and ping it 
So it just keeps you in the moment. And I remember like pushing my toes down in my shoes just to kind of bring me into the moment and stuff. Oh, wow. But I think that's why it helps doing a new bit. It even helps the other bits kind of, you know, keeps keeps you on your toes a bit. Because especially because when I started, and like you, I was doing like one-liners. So almost you have to sort of be quite rigid with the one-liner because it need everything needs to be in the correct order. You can't don't, you can't repeat yeah. the same word, any, anything like that. So what happened was when I stopped doing one-liners and I started doing stories, I remember being at a gig in Bournemouth and I was watching an act on stage and I turned to, I can't remember who the comedian was. He's the, he's the guy actually who does all the, uh, the Plusnet adverts. Oh, Craig. Yeah, Craig, yeah. So I turned to him and I said, um, I said I've just realised what I've been doing wrong. And I sort of said, and he looked at me like I was mad, thinking, well, obviously, yeah, don't do it like you're reading a monologue. And I just sort of stopped at that point and realised, oh, yeah, I need to sort of make this sound really sort of uh, conversational. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Then went up and died on my ass. <laughs> then went back to the monologues. <laughs> well, I've been doing monologues ever since. I bring a script up now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a, to carry an auto cue to the gig? <laughs> Shakespearean monologue. <laughs> yeah, I only really do sonnets now. <laughs> <laughs> my one's quite obvious, my first one. My other two might not be. It's, it's, actually, it's, it's tough to do, but I'll try to guess them. So if it's really obvious and I've got it wrong, that's bad on me, but we'll see. Right. First guest. Well, there's been a knock at the door. First guest of the evening. It's your live guest. So who's at the door? Obama. Not even not even full name. No. <laughs> What's his surname again? <laughs> Obama. Yeah, that was I mean, it seems like an obvious one, but it does actually. Yeah, I, I did think... think about I did think about it. I did think about it. And I thought and a lot it's hard. The alive one was the hardest, actually. Oh, people often say fictional, but you've got, I reckon, you reckon alive. My fictional one was, was all right. Yeah. My dead one was pretty easy. Right. Cause it's, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, the alive one was the hardest actually. And I just thought, I don't know. But I like, guess you, it's, it's such a, it's a, it's such a, you're right. It's obvious, but it's obvious for a good reason in that that he's such an interesting man yeah. who went through so much. And also, if you've been the president, you know so much. But also with him, it's not like if you invited him for dinner, people would be sitting at dinner going, oh, it's so obvious. Like everyone, it's, it's an obvious in a game like this to say Obama. But if I'm thinking genuinely who yeah. I want to be a dinner, it's him, isn't it? You know, that's why it's obvious. In a game, he's- it's an obvious one to choose, but... If I'm genuinely thinking who I want to actually come to dinner, not, you know, I know it's hypothetical and you're not going to like start banging emails out, start organising <laughs> it, like Jim will fix it. <laughs> but um, but um, it would be hit because he's such, he seems like a nice guy. He's got a sense of humour. He'd have an interesting <laughs> conversation. He was the president, the most powerful man in the country for a little while. Be interesting, yeah. Have, have you read any of his books or anything? Or any nothing, nothing. You, so you've got loads to ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah, so um... what's it like? What's the White House like then? Like living there with like sleeping and that, and like things like that. <laughs> I'd ask him so stupid questions, yeah. 
he I, I don't I don't know what he does now. He sort of they, they produce stuff for Netflix, don't they? And they sort of produce films and documentaries. Yeah, Obama does. Yeah. There's like stuff will come up on Netflix and it's sort of it's I don't know what the term is they use for it, but it's sort of like presented by them or they they've got a company ah. that's sort of because he used to do a list, didn't he, at the end of the year? Here's all the books that I've liked, here's the films that I enjoyed, here's the TV shows I enjoyed. Wow, and they've I sort of gone into that. that. Yeah, so I think he's got some sort of deal now where they've got this production company, so they'll make sort of hard-hitting documentaries, uh, I think, rather than, you know, like Mark I mean, Wahlberg it gives films. It, for me, it gives it a lot of validation that if his name's on it, I'm probably more likely to watch a documentary. Yeah. So I can see why they did that. Yeah, yeah. And she's um, she does talks, doesn't she? She does, like, proper talks. I've gone... I'm talking Michelle. about Michelle, by the way. Yeah, no, no his yeah, daughter... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. She did the O2, didn't she, a while ago, I think. That's mental. Yeah. But... I mean, people want to hear from her. She's she's uh, intelligent, charismatic, and pe- she's a very likable person. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Heckled know. Heckled her she... with questions about their White House. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who does your cooking? <laughs> <laughs> If you could ask him one question, what would you go for? Oh, God, I should have prepared. <laughs> I should have prepared. What's, what's, who's your other least favourite world leader based on personality? I mean, do you, who do you reckon it would be? Because he went alongside, who was he alongside for us? Uh, um, Gordon Brown, David Cameron. Yeah, Gordon Brown. Yeah, it was Theresa so May. Bar- yeah. I bet it's Gordon Brown. He seems awkward as fuck, doesn't he? Actually, I've got a story about Gordon Brown. I don't know if it's a good story, but I used to work doing sales for a financial company. Like I used to sell to banks and financial institutions and stuff. It's quite a big company um, in London. And <clears throat> we had to go to this conference once. And I went to the conference and I'm just wandering around on my own, like just looking around and I didn't really have to do that much. And uh, like just meet a few clients and things and, I had a gig that night. That's totally irrelevant. So I was just started stand up. Oh, and, okay, um, right. And I, and I walked into this big conference room and sat down and thought, I wonder what this is. And then they shut the doors. So I was in there with all of these people. And it had one of these things, like these hand things that you vote on. And then Gordon Brown fucking walks out and starts to do this speech. And I had to kind of vote on it. I totally walked in the wrong room. It was so funny. I was like, I couldn't get out though. Like they'd shut the doors. Was he, what was he at the time? I think he must, he was the chancellor just before he came in. As, that is the, a, that yeah. is the difference between how Americans treat their politicians and how we do. Cause there'd be no way over there. You can just wander into a room and just sit there and have a, a like a, a live audience with. Yeah. I probably had like a thing on or, or something, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could have just assassinated him. <laughs> he's um is it he's got one eye gordon brown has he actually got one eye yeah in the yeah middle. he's got a glass eye because <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a glass eye been. a rugby incident i think so oh. that's why he does that breathing thing as well and he breathes in and go Pfft. it's because he's it's a rugby own. accident yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah, he's a weird him. prime minister, wasn't he? I mean, yeah, it's a shame he had the accident, and that might 
make people think he's more awkward than he is because he's got kind of those um, afflictions. Is that the right word? Disabilities, I guess. He was a very, he's obviously a smart guy. I don't know. I don't, I didn't follow politics around then at all. So was he kind of well liked? I don't know. What, what happens in politics? I, this is my uh, take on it is you always realize the last guy wasn't so bad. Now, Trump is the only thing yeah. that obviously ends that. But basically, like, we've gone, now we've got Boris Johnson. Before we had Theresa May, and you go, well, that maybe she wasn't so bad, actually. And before that, we had David Cameron. Maybe we're like, actually, he wasn't that bad compared to that. So and what you're you... saying is it's just getting worse and worse and worse. It's just getting worse. And like, I'm going to yeah. be prime minister soon. <laughs> well, even if you take Obama out, it's going to get that bad. Yeah, but if you take Obama out, like, everyone used to joke about how bad George Bush was. Yeah, But compare yeah, that to yeah. Trump... Absolutely fine. And George Bush's dad, people complain yeah. about him, but he was better than his son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So actually, they're never... It sort I of, think Clinton be... was quite liked at the time, wasn't he? Bill Clinton. Yeah, I think so. That was the vibe And I then got. the Lewinsky thing, and it kind of was like... Yeah. Yeah. But, but also, they're probably having the internet now changes everything, doesn't it? Because I don't think we would really know so much about... Obviously, I'd have known Trump was an idiot. I would have known Bush was an idiot. But like Bill Clinton, you just go, that guy seems like he's got his like stuff together. Everyone seems yeah, to like him on the TV smooth. shows I watch. Yeah. yeah. But now, obviously, it turns out the two of them are like evil and everyone hates her. I know. I know. There's a lot of like the Benghazi thing. I watched, I'd actually watch a lot of American politics. You wouldn't think if you had a conversation <laughs> with me about it. But I do watch, I watch a lot of it, like Congress and... Um, you know, a lot of the debates and um, when Hillary went up in front of, uh, see, I don't even know if it's Congress or Senate. I think it's Congress, isn't it? When oh, they I grilled, don't know. They grilled her about Benghazi and it was interesting. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's really fun. I don't know why. I don't I, I don't understand 50% of it. I yeah. still just really enjoy watching these people kind of um, just battle each other. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's such more of a sort of a, I don't know, how, like an event over there. Yeah. Like there's no, the fact that there's no like maximum budget they can use on their campaigns. Yeah. And I feel like we've started to take stuff now because we've got these sort of live debates and that. But the, the way they have them over there, when it was like Trump and Hillary sort of going at each other, like walking around the room together with these microphones. That was like so much roast fun. Battle. It was insane. It's it so much fun, man. Yeah. And like when you see like the um, House of Commons <clears throat> like debating each other, and everyone's groaning, going in the background, oh, it's just yeah. weird. Yeah, just the eyes weird. to the left, the eyes to the right. Well, I think yeah. I think you're actually fine. The, the right honourable gentleman that's in front of me. If you oh. listen, if you listen, Mr. Speaker, actually, I'm thinking. I know all this stuff so they like have to say. Dull. Just talk. They're <laughs> on another planet to the country, aren't they? I've just said the same um, person call three times. I'm just te- oh, I to kind of. Do you know who it is? Yeah, I know who it is. Yeah, it's the uh, mother of my children's. <laughs> uh, my ex. She's okay, actually. Yeah, it's just three times in a row. I just wanted to. Check yeah. Everything was all right. But she's she's okay. Yeah. Just wanted to chat. Just have an argument about child maintenance. <laughs> and I forget. <laughs> right. There's another knock at the door. Second guess guest of the one... evening. Yeah. Oh, go on. You're going to tell me what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, stop yeah. interrupting, sorry. <laughs> Second guest of the evening, dead guest. Who's at the door? I mean, I said earlier this one was easy. It wasn't easy. I've just watched a lot of his stuff recently and I've read all of his books and I just really, I just really liked, and I didn't agree with everything he said, but I just really liked his style and his debating and his writing. And he's a big enemy of Bill Clinton, um, weirdly. Like he hates oh. Bill Clinton. Can you guess who it is? No. No. He was an atheist. Are you having this? Ain't the game, is it? You guessing? No, I just no. thought it'd be fun, man. No. <laughs> um, Listen to an episode. I thought I know what's missing here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christopher Hitchens. Do, should I know that? Why well, I, I know that name, but I don't think I know who that is. Um, his brother's Peter Hitchens, the Daily Mail writer, but they didn't like each other. I just got into his stuff in about 2010. I just started watching. He, he wrote a book, um, God is Not Great, and, and he went round America debating the head of all religions. He went to all religi like religious heads like Jew, Muslim, uh, Christians. Hmm. Um, and I just really, I saw him on Question Time the first time, and he just was so good. Um, I just really li liked him, yeah. So I, I, Not that I agree with everything he says, but so I what, just, what's his I just, what's what's his stance then? He's a journalist. He was a journalist. He started at. Right. Um, he, he wrote for Vanity Fair and a lot of other things. Um, but he was just really witty and funny and smart and interesting and charismatic and a bit of a rebel and a contrarian and right um, super, super articulate and posh and. I don't know. I just, it just, I just really liked him, and he's got a big fan base, so I'm not like on my own with it. I just, I just, I, I even watch his debates in lockdown. I just really like them. Yeah, uh, like there's compilations of him, like in uh, in arguments. It's, it's fun to watch. And as I said, oh, I don't right. agree with everything he says. Yeah, like so it's he's not just. Totally... I'm, I'm assuming it's basically his political stance is he just wants them to be saying the truth and wants to call people out on. Lies. Yeah, and he was, and he kind of, he's a, he was an alcoholic, and but he's just a really an interesting guy. Um, when did he die? He died, I think, two thousand and eleven. Oh right, um, yeah. Of, just I as you're getting into him. Yeah, just as I was getting into him, weirdly, I was actually right. sad when he died. Like, I normally get into one thing and just go at that, you know, like. And just read yeah. everything and watch everything and just immerse myself in one thing. And then, um, like, he was the group of, like, you know, you know, Richard Dawkins, the atheist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's that little group of, like, the four horsemen or something. He never liked oh. that title. But, and Sam Harris is the other one and some other guy that Richard Dennett or something. But I, I just enjoy their discussions. They're just. Because they're um, so smart, so switched on. Yeah, they're so smart. Mm. It's just, I just like it just washing my brain. And he didn't like Clinton? No, I think they might have um, had stuck uni together or they, they were together as young in some capacity. He was an English guy, Christopher mm. but he, was, he emigrated to America. Is it emigrated or immigrated? Emigrated, uh, isn't it? 
Emigrating, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I like watching smart people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. It's interesting, isn't it, when you think about that, the fact that these people all sort of went to school and colleges together. Yeah, like like, they're the the elite. Like, I mean, not that I like that either. It's not like I'm going, they're the elite. I'm thinking, like, they get told, like, people, like, you know, we, we obviously know people in public school. Um, yeah. Stand up and stuff. There's some real like top privileged public school people, isn't there? And like, you talk yeah. to them, they, got, they get told they're like the cream of society at a young age. And no wonder they got that like innate confidence and entitlement. And it's interesting yeah. that, and then I'm like, and they're running a whole country. Um, it I is often weird. think. What do their families think when they've put all that money into their education and then they just sort and then of fucking at the open drunk on stage in Edinburgh at 1 a.m. <laughs> with their parents funding a 20 grand Edinburgh run? But it's mad. I didn't, I've only really realized recently. I mean, I, I hate the idea of private schools, but I also what confuses me why are they sometimes called private schools and sometimes called public schools but they're the same I know, thing public schools kind of a contradiction isn't it like yeah because they're not, it's not public it's private but sometimes they're called pro- public it's confusing isn't it when in America I think public school would be a state school wouldn't it right okay which would just be a yeah, regular I, one if someone says to me what school type of school do, I mean they don't ask me that because they can <laughs> I've, I've never ever been asked that um but if someone did like <laughs> i'd say you're stupid but um <laughs> like you i i've said state school before about english ones well we don't have states here like, <laughs> just because i don't know what they call yeah yeah it's just in a right fucking state <laughs> Like my teachers, like I kind of wish I, I was, that was instilled in me growing up because I was, I grew up a bit delinquent and I got expelled and I kind of didn't even get a GCSE and I was re- I went to a naughty boys school for my fifth year and stuff like that. So I kind of, mm. I don't know why I'm drawn to like watching people who got the absolute cream of world education, like the, the best in the world, isn't it? Like Oxbridge and... Yale and all, all of these unis and stuff and like I, I quite I don't know maybe I'll live for it a bit vicariously and just like learn words like vicariously from them and it's nice you know but, um, but I know what you mean because have you seen that new Netflix documentary about the sort of the bribing to get people into Harvard and Yale and Brown and and, and these big universities in America no um and it's the guy who got caught out doing it. So they had the backdoor thing where you can make a big donation and get your children in, but it's not guaranteed. So he created this thing called the side door where it was like, it's a, a donation people would make of like hundreds of thousands of dollars. But also he was like Photoshopping their children's pictures to make it look like they were playing, like um, they were like on the rowing team or something or playing like a water polo. Oh, so wow. they would get them a vacancy in the sports team but the coaches knew this person will never show up. That um, this is how they're getting in, and there's like donations a scholarship coming in. Kind of thing. Yeah, like fake scholarships, and then yeah. it, and it, but all came crumbling down about two years ago. So there's a, a new documentary's gone to Netflix about it. But the thing is, I was watching it, and the it shows there's videos where it shows these children who are like 17, 18, finding out whether they've get gotten into university or not, and there's a, a crave craze now where they film themselves. But these children are getting in and they're going mad when they get in, everyone's celebrating. And then obviously it shows the ones who don't get in. 
And I was thinking that it doesn't really matter. If you've got into university, you should just go to university because you're going to get the same education. And But the thing is, obviously, there is this other world where because you went to Harvard, a guy who also went to high, Harvard might hire you because of this. However, like the fact is, now because of social media, when these children get into these schools, they get sent these packages of T-shirts and hoodies and everything. So they're all on Instagram, like saying they got in. And so it's now become like a trendy thing. The thing is over here, education, unless you're in those sort of schools, it's not really driven into us to sort of aim for the highest ones. Because like you and me, for example, I just went to like a, just a regular school. There was no way anybody there was saying to me, work hard, you could, you could go to Oxford. I know. My, my friend actually. And, Uni, um, not it, just go, was, jump on the M40. He, exactly. He wasn't in the, um, he wasn't in my school, but he's a mate from the area. He was super gifted, bright, like, maths wise she just had a mm. very good brain and you know one of those brains that's just gifted that just breezes breezes through everything yeah and he, got, he got a scholarship based on that to either oxford or cambridge to do like maths and um so it, it does happen but he didn't even go to my school so it's very rare isn't it that's he it, must have yeah. been flagged up by teachers like he must have been mm. you know a beautiful mind kind of level <laughs> or whatever you know what i mean there was a boy um, at my school who went for an interview at Oxford and he didn't get it. Everyone in the school knew he was going to, to have this attempt to get into Oxford. Wow. So it's that rare that happens that, that, you know, one person was going to try and go there. But there was nothing from like year seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, where they're like, you could go if you work hard, you could go here. You should try and go here because you get, you know, you get you get a loan anyway. It doesn't have to it doesn't cost you anything, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then most of the time I... Like Eton would probably be the opposite to that, wouldn't it? Like someone yeah. goes to like a polytechnic, they're like, everyone's fucking whispering in school about it. <laughs> well, that's the thing, because Eton as well, because I went to school in um, in Datchet. So Eton was literally like a stone's throw away. Um, we'd throw them. And now, you tested it. Was like... it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it was just this, it was it basically, it was like having Hogwarts around the corner. Yeah, yeah, being like, yeah. What's going on there? What, what is it? And then you'd go to uh, Windsor and you'd see these people with the sort of the tailcoat things and the top hats knocking about. And it was it basically was like visiting Hogwarts. But yeah, the magic it's... is just money. But they get a hard time in these public schools. I spoke to people about it's brutal emotionally on them. Right, like they, yeah. get, they get sent in at like six years old like boarding school I spoke to somebody and they were like he's a comic and and he was like and then they get all taken in the hall with their parents and then they say right we're going to show you around the school kids and your parents are going to wait here they show the kids around the school six years old they come back to the hall their parents are gone like it's like this trick just trying to make it so there's no tears and stuff and it, and then they go into the dormitories and there's all these rules like they get bullied and it's it was, it's brutal, man. So like private schools then, if that's the way you live, if you live sort of in boarding schools, when us lot talk about sleepovers and how much we love sleepovers, they must think we're insane. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I used to love sleepovers with my mates. I'd be begging my mum, please let my mates stay. <laughs> Oh, I used to love it. When, when we would we would all sleep downstairs, and I had um, we'd obviously always watch horror films. But my parents had a downstairs uh, toilet that was based like the Bates Motel 
from oh, Psycho. Yeah. So it had like uh, like no vacancy sign, and then it had a shower curtain that had like the like shape of somebody to stab in you. It had a big knife hanging on the back of the door. So we would like, all watch these films. We were like 11, 12, and then we'd like in the night need to go for a wee and all be too scared to go to the toilet. Surprised no one wet themselves. Actually, I think one friend what might have, but I won't name did them. you watch? Like, like Friday uh, the 13th, stuff like that. Now, like, stuff like the like Blair Witch Project, because that would have been like 98, was, I think that, that came so- out. That was actually scary as fuck. I, I do you know that. what? I think the people who find that one the scariest, because I find that really scary, it's if you've got an overactive imagination because they yeah. let you do the work. So yeah, some people yeah, might yeah. just watch it and just see these hands appearing and see this stuff. But actually I'm picturing the worst thing I could imagine in my mind, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is really scary. So that would that film affected me so much. We went to the woods after we saw it like that evening. It, Oxley's Woods, um, which is not far from here, a few couple of miles, and and we went to the woods. Me, my mate Dean, and two girls, and I was genuinely fucking scared. And like, and so we heard a thing in in the woods because there was a guy. There was a guy in the woods with a torch, right? And he turned the torch off. That's terrifying. It was creepy what he was doing, and I fucking ran, tripped. Everybody <gasps> fell down these stairs. We all fell down the stairs together. And we just looked up and this big torch came on us at the top of the stairs. And we all just was like, Ugh! and then we just turned, the, and then the torch went off and no, no one was there. Like he went, obviously. What? It was some weirdo in the woods. That was um, like something from Goosebumps. Yeah, like it was It was w- weird. And we heard about things happening in those woods, whether they were rumours or not, I don't know. But like... I was genuinely scared for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. And, and stuff like that. The, the ring got me. Oh, man. What? The the original? Yeah. That video, watched... the tape, when you watch the tape, it's so creepy. It's Japanese, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I watched that late at night. And you know when they do the intro? I don't know if it was Mark Commode or someone, because it was years ago. Something like that, where he introduces yeah. the film. And he talked about it. And then it started and... I watched it on my own and I was like, fuck. And I never watch scary films on my, on my own. Like I'm, a, I'm an absolute flake when it comes to that on my own. Oh my if I'm God. with someone, yeah. then I'm all right. But like on my own, forget about it. Yeah. I get so scared. Even now I get so scared. Same I'm here. Like same terrified here. of the dark anyway. I know I am. But yeah, I, when I'm with like my children watching a f- scary, because Ren's only seven, and she watched um, It, the newer one. Oh, right, yeah. And I, I didn't know she'd watched it. Like, she, I don't know how she watched it, but she did. And she was so scared. Like, I couldn't even say Pennywise. She would, like, and I, I'd play around with her, and she, <laughs> like, it was quite serious, and I wouldn't obviously say it. Yeah. And then she, and then she watched it again and again. Now she just watches it, like, just, just like it's a fun. happy clown film. Yeah, and like now I can play. Like I've sat and watched it with her, and when I'm with when I'm with um, my kids, I feel I don't get scared. Like I could, I feel like I'm in protector mode. You know what I mean? And I haven't got, I ain't got no time. I have to like me and Ren actually got lost in those woods. It was in the day, but it was still a little bit. There was a little bit of panic for a couple of minutes because we were running uh. into the woods. I thought I was running one way, but we were running deeper into the woods. She was on oh my, my shoulders. 
oh no, something like that. Or she was running next to me and we're running for like a couple of minutes. And in the end, I just didn't know which way was which way. And the phone reception's bad there. So I couldn't like the, I don't know, but I ended up seeing the motorway and just walking towards that. And I think she felt me like a little bit of panicky and she, she started to get upset. So I was just trying to go like, oh, it's cool. I know, don't worry. I know it's because I had to, I think I was panicking because I had to show her my confidence, but I didn't have much in the, that I was going the right way. And so I just saw a motorway and I just walked towards that and I had to climb over a fence and lift her over. We had to like walk through this muddy bit and I climbed her over and just walked. Once I got onto the pavement, it was like euphoric and um, we just walked up and I got and I, and I didn't let her know I was completely lost for a minute, but it was panic. Even like for 20 seconds, I was like, that's interesting to know that your sort of parental thing will kick in and go, you can't, you can't get scared. You can't yeah, show yeah, that you're yeah. scared. I think, I think you go into a different zone with them. Yeah. Like, like if there was a noise downstairs, I mean, I don't live there anymore, but if there was a noise downstairs, like I'd go down there and, you know, where if I was on my own, I wouldn't go down there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'd use my quilt as protection and just pray to God if there is a God hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I remember my sister Claire showing me and the the my friends down my street. We'd have done like a like a cul-de-sac sort of thing, and it was maybe about six of us that were about about the age of like six or seven and she showed us the original it film and then all my friends were suddenly all scared it was during the summer holidays we were scared to go to the toilet at, at night and i remember like my friend jonathan saying how like he would like get up in the night and he was too scared to go and obviously we all were my friend luke he, he was i think i think one of them wet themselves i don't think it was i probably shouldn't keep the angles. i think they listen but i remember we were all so scared you're not naming them you're not naming john no, <laughs> you're not. You're right to say that. Oh, I'm sure he's. Yeah, and it. also they were seven. <laughs> yeah, I wet the bed at that age, and I'm. I am. Oh. I do feel shame about it. <laughs> I'm like I'm grassing myself up, so I, I want to get over it. I, I I did it a lot older than that. Um, after my sister's wedding, but anyway, oh, I um, we were all. What's that? Drunk, yeah, was that drunk or scared? Scared. <laughs> I'm terrified of commitment. <laughs> I, I got I got exposed to these films too early, and I know the irony yeah. is like Ren watches um, it, um, but I feel like in a, in a way, like where she got over it and she watches it sometimes now, she's not scared of it anymore. So I see like there's a positive to that as well. Like she, she was petrified. She, she forced herself to get over her fear. Yeah. It's a really empowering thing that she did. That's the way I'm seeing it. And um, I mean, the other way to see it is I'm a terrible parent. So I'm choosing to see it. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's been another knock at the door. It's the fictional guest, third guest of the evening. I, I chose for my fictional character, Rizzo. From Greece? Yes. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Because I I just find her like, I mean, Zuko is incredible in that film. He's so funny without like the way I, I'm cracking up watching him. Like the way he walks and like so funny. And the fact that <laughs> he is actually isn't he? That's so such a funny. funny performance. He's like, yeah, like the way he talks and the way it's got so many layers, like. I don't know the way he's really he loves Sandy. And then he like, and then he's like really cool in front of his mates. And it's just so funny. But Rizzo, I think, is the most kind of interesting character in a way. Like she, if you watch it again, she's she's like the star of it for me a little bit. Um Right. Is she the one that's about 45 in the film? Yeah. <laughs> They all are, aren't they? Some of those T-birds are about 62, mate, isn't it? Like they had, a, they had a close-up of the little chubbier one. Just a close-up. He's on his way to school and he's got this old face. It was almost like the opposite of... Um, what's the what's the one where they used children as adults? Um, Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone, yeah. It's like the yeah, opposite yeah. of that. They've got OAPs to play these high school actually. kids. That's so true. <laughs> but... People talk about that film now being dated or be it should be, it obviously got a bad message in it. Um, but I mean, also, it's about. But also, you're it's a, it's a it's a musical film about high school. I yeah, don't think we're supposed I mean, to take it that seriously. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't. So I'm not taking Rizzo? life lessons. I'm not taking life lessons from it. Um, yeah, Rizzo. I just I just think she was witty. She was funny. She was. She had a bit of, I, I'm just interested to know her past. Like, where did she come from? She was cool. She was actually nice underneath it. She was troubled. Mm. Um, yeah, I think she was a, a really good actress. The, um, the, the the actress, the actor. You can't say actress anymore, can you? The no. actor. The actor. The act- yeah. Which, although, what do they do in the Oscars when it's a nomination for best, they do best actress and best supporting actress? Or do they do best supporting actor in a female role? Maybe I'm know. going over PC. Uh, maybe they, <laughs> if they still say actress, I, I can say it, can't I? But, but, what's um, interesting about her character is she's like not classically good looking at all in any way, but she's yeah. sort of got this confidence where you're right. She's like the main character. She's like the leader of the girls. Yeah. And she's kind of like the mother hen, like, the madame not really but like yeah the like <laughs> yeah she, but she's quite yeah i just really found her layered as a character and interesting and do you watch that film now with what's your child's name sorry raya R- ren 
W R E N, like the bird. I, I, I did what it was on telly the other day, wasn't it? And I watched it. And I've always known it's, you know, a classic film or whatever. Like, a, like we watched it a lot as kids and things. But when I watched it again, it was just so fun to watch. I mean, the dancing's incredible in that prom. I mean, I need to learn some of their moves. And the songs are amazing. <laughs> like, it's such a good film. The song for the opening credits. Greece yeah, is that's the word. What, I, that's a, oh, it's that's so a wicked good. Film. That's a wicked song, man. Yeah, that's such a good choice. I go some fa 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 heal the light. That's it, innit? I think I've got the lyrics right. It's a tune, though, innit? I might, yeah. put that on. I might put that on in a minute. But that's such a good shout. She'd done something recently that she was very good in. I, I didn't watch it, but it wasn't the West. It wasn't the West Wing, was it? Stockard Channing is her name. Oh, that's her name. Yeah. Oh, she was in The Good Wife. Ah, uh, that was it. And she got, I think she won awards for that. Oh, and she was in The West Wing as well. Oh, okay. Good call by me. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I've never seen it either. Blimey, she was born in 1944. Bloody hell. So how old, so that, that film was 75, was came out 78, I think. Ah, so she was 34. Is that right? <laughs> That's mental. That was quick maths. That is mad. Getting cast as like a 16-year-old girl. It is weird back then. I mean, she Sandy must have had her own children. Was, Sandy was 28 and Zuko was um, 23, I think. I've never heard anyone just refer to him as Zuko. Well, you know what I mean? I'm very familiar with him. <laughs> That. And Kanicki died of drugs a few years ago, didn't he? Oh, yeah, 2011, 10 years ago. Ah. Yeah, blimey. Right. What we have to do now, quick fire round, just to give oh, you God. a gauge of what, what a dinner party would be like with you hosting. Oh, right? no. Beer or wine? I don't drink either, but they oh. could have, they could have yeah. wine. Nice. Whiskey or gin? They could have whiskey. <laughs> Do you drink? No. Oh, you just smoke? No, I don't do anything. You just come across like you do. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, and, that, and that's, yeah, I don't anymore. Been a few oh, years. Right. Yeah. yeah, okay, so, but, so they'd have wine and whiskey. Yeah. What would you, what would you well, have what, at a dinner party then? What would you drink? Glass of milk? No, I don't drink milk either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vegan. <laughs> I'd probably have like a nice, a nice fizzy elderflower just to fit in. I don't drink that normally. But, just to uh, fit in. I, When's that ever made anyone fit in? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but it looks a bit, it looks a bit champagne-y, doesn't it? I'd have it. Oh yeah, fair. Okay, we know the answer to this next one anyway. But meat or vegan? Vegan. Yeah. Start or dessert? Um, I don't mind a dessert every now and then. Um, I sound so boring now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd have a, a dessert. Yeah. Nice. Okay. For entertainment, music or games? Games, actually. I fuck. Games <laughs> includes everyone. Music. Uh, I don't know. We could all bop around and do some 
T-Bird dancing and stuff. That'd be cool music. We, yeah, you got Rizzo there. Should do really. Uh, yeah, I would, um, definitely music. Get Hitch yeah, up. Shout. Get Obama up. Get Rizzo. <laughs> um, yeah. And then this. Cool. Oh, this is a tough one actually. Before you've got there, culture or politics. I think culture, actually, because politics can go into boring territories, can't it? Well, my only thought was you've got Obama, Hitchens, and someone who's a character in the West Wing. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's why uh, they've, mean, done enough, is... they've done enough on politics. I'd like to hear other... I'd like to That's speak to true. Obama about other stuff, you know? Yeah, like these documentaries he's got coming out and that. Yeah, and... Good yeah, shout. Exactly. And then last one, signature dish. I can never say it. Signature dish. Signature dish. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of a good vegan one that's not going to make me sound really boring. <laughs> Chickpea curry. Oh, like that. That's nice. What flavour are we going for? What, what, what sauce? I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> I really need a wee, so while I go for a wee, you can think about it. Can I just go for a wee? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> no worries. Am I holding the fort? Is this going out, this part? No, no, we can do if you want. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I don't know, guys, man. I've got no idea what different curries. So tikka masala, korma. Um, I wish she hadn't asked to elaborate on that part. Um... I don't know why I find it so important to get the answer right either. Um, I just go for a tikka masala, uh, chickpea curry, a tikka masala sauce. Done. He's having a long way, isn't he? How are you lot been anyway? That's the, um, it's always about us, isn't it? How are you lot been? Don't know why I'm talking. You're he's definitely gonna cut this out. I should just be talking directly to you, Jake. Um, but yeah, I might shut up. Hello. Sorry. Hello. Right, here's a bit, Julian, where I now read out who I predicted you would choose. Okay. Right, I'll be honest way off the mark with every single one of them <laughs> for a live i went with jean-claude van damme oh my god i loved his films yeah well i remember joined twitter you know uh, joined twitter joined lockdown the first time remember everyone was doing that sort of tweet thing where they were like listing their favorite films uh like list four brilliant films and you listed one of his did i yeah I mean, um, Bloodsport, when it came out, was great. Like, yeah. Um, I knew him from, is it Kickboxer? The Kickboxer? Yeah, that was, I mean, his films His films were excellent at the time. But um, but yeah, he did that great advert, didn't he, on top of the trucks? Um, I don't know, did he? What one was that? Oh, you've not seen that? <laughs> it's about um, the precision of these, I think, I don't know what brand trucks it is but they're driving along and it's got that beautiful song. He wants money, 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 money,
and it's showing how precision they drive and they mm. part like that. They drive along the road and he's got one foot on one, one on the other. And he does the box splits. It's it's a great advert. Google it afterwards. Have a look. Watch yeah. it. Always have something to look up after this. And that's what I'm going for. Jean-Claude advert. Lovely. Dead. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Lee. Ah, oh, that's a good call. I mean, I'm going to be really controversial, and and I and I I love Bruce Lee, and like, you know, he's in his interviews, he's so wise and he's mm. so on it, and he's so like beyond his time. But I don't know, and a lot of the MMA fighters do rate him and have a poster on the wall. And growing up, they looked at him, and they um, there's a fighter called Blue, Bruce Leroy, like named after, like. <laughs> but I don't Amazing. know. I, I, I'm not completely sold on that. He it was actually true that he was a fighter. There's some footage of him. Like there's always grainy footage that you can't really see what's going on. And he's got a head guard on. Is it really him? There's not one footage of any of his fights. And they did have cameras around at that time. He was oh, definitely okay. he was definitely an incredible athlete. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But I don't. But- I, I'm. I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm saying. I, I, there's no proof, is there? And I'd like to see some. I want to believe it. So, is that a conspiracy the... that's knocking about then? No, actually, I just kind of <laughs> started it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm <laughs> sure I'm not alone, but I just want to see some of his fights if he was that good. And then fictional, I went with Axel Foley. I was going to choose Axel Foley. No way. Yeah, that oh. was that. I was going to choose Axel Foley. It's one of my all-time... It's a bit nostalgic, but he's one of my all-time favourite fictional characters. I got the VA... I got the, um, the the film for Christmas one year, and I just watched it and watched it and watched it. And I just... I paused scenes. I watched scenes again and again and again. I just loved him so much. Are you a big fan of Eddie Murphy? Yeah, massive. And his stand-up? I mean, it's obviously dated, but like his performances, like when he come out of Johnny Carson, his first ever TV thing, it's just the so confidence. good. I know. And he's just like, the material's pretty good, but he's just him, He sells it. it. It's yeah, him. It's, it's so good. I've yeah. Watched that. I've watched that a few times recently and it's so, it's so good. Um, yeah, so I'm a massive fan of his. Obviously, you know, there's some dated stuff in Delirious and Raw and things, but I think performance-wise, I think he's one of the best ever. Yeah, he's yeah. the best ever. And I didn't realise that he was supposed to be on tour last year. Oh, the, wow. Yeah, because everyone was talking, will he come back, will he not? But then I, I can't remember what I saw. I saw, but I saw an interview with him recently, and he was saying, yeah, yeah, it was, it was booked in. I was supposed to be on tour. So I know he was talking about a, a new a new special. So maybe he's working up to that. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's going to be hard to. I don't know. We'll see. I hope it's great. Yeah. I if mean, it, if it's not, it's not going to take anything away from him. How good right? he, yeah. for me anyway. Yeah. Right. This Julian is the toughest part of the podcast. It's when we pick one of your guests to go through to the ultimate dinner party, which you're invited to as well. You'll be there. So we have to pick between Obama, Christopher Hitchens, or Rizzo. It would have to be Hitchens, to be honest. And I know it's a that seems mad because Obama's there, but I've just I don't know. I've I've read more. 
from Hitchens than Obama, just more familiar with him, I guess. And I know he used to host big parties at his, oh. his place, like big, and they were like renowned dinner parties at his place. And I just think so he, he would be excellent at it. Like he'd be an excellent, he'd be an excellent guest. Yeah, because that's what I was about to ask. I was going to say, from what you know of him, what would he be like at a dinner party? Which is obviously a, a something some people have said. They've gone to ch- choose a person and said, but actually, I think they'd probably be a bit quiet. He'd be one of the best dinner dinner party guests in the world. Perfect. Right. And, and I imagine the sort of person from what you've said of him, anecdote after anecdote, he and knows how at, to tell them. He got up at the comedy cellar once with a little hip flask. No. Uh, he was so good. He was so... He was so funny and witty and quick. How did you hear about that? I saw it on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He kind of told these longish jokes, like standard traditional joke style. Yeah. But, um, he, he's just, yeah, he was good. It's just impressive that he was like, just trying to get involved in everything. And he was good. Christopher Hitchens, he's in. Classic thing on the end of any podcast. Where can people find you? Um, I do a podcast called TVI. It's We Are TVI, um, I think. TVI, Two Vegan Idiots. Yeah, so it's TVI's abbreviated Two Vegan Idiots. We don't talk about vegan stuff. And um, Instagram, Julian Dean Official. Um, Oh, yeah. Blackheath Village, London, SE3. Um, (laughs) 07446, no. Right, mate, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. So that was Julian. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you agreed with the choices. Um, As always, feel free to get in touch at guestlistwithjake at gmail.com. And as always, I will be back again next week with another episode. Bye. (laughs) 